0: Wow, this is Jim the Keys bartender. Cool man. No, it's not cool. I just went halfway through. It looks like I just started the, I started my music right, uh, half uh, thirty seconds into it. But that won't bother me. I'm Jim the Keys bartender. We're uh, in Key Largo, back to back live shows, taking your mind off things. It's sunny. It's windy. We have tropical depression. Ada floating out there, coming off the Yucatan Peninsula, turning towards Cuba, and then supposedly up towards Florida. Um, but right now they're calling for 60-mile-per-hour winds, which is not anything to get your shorts in a twist about. I love that. Get your shorts in a twist about. I've felt that before where your, your underwear gets twisted, but it's not that all, you know, you know, what kind of underwear are you wearing that your shorts get all twisted up? Is it twisted up like testicular torsion, which is no joke, guys. I've heard about it. I told you about a friend of mine. who had it. It's when your balls get all screwed up, stuff like that. Um, you know, I just figured now would be like a good time to talk about anything other than what's going on right now at the moment. We're waiting for uh, some permanence and some uh, things to happen, but at this moment, we should take our minds off it because there's nothing you can do about it. So, I like to talk about what people used to think was a way you would declare that you're a normal person. There was a guy uh, at the bar who says, "I don't do, I don't drink J." Jägermeister and cocaine. What does that mean you don't do them together? Or do you don't do either? And it don't, doesn't necessarily make you a good or bad person doing either one. But it's interesting that he made that public announcement. But think about the things, how they've changed in just a year. I'm looking at my old old shows. I was talking about the fucked up exchange rates at Dave, Dave and Buster's. You know, 400 points to get an eraser. 400 tickets four hundred fucking tickets. Or five hundred tickets to get uh, an eraser. That it's it's when you go into a Dave and Buster store, it's like you're going through hyperinflation in the Weimar Republic of Germany in the late nineteen thirties. Or I mean in the early nineteen thirties or to Argentina or someplace like that with hyperinflation. Now hyperinflation occurs like when one week, let's say you have a hundred base units of your currency and the next week you need 10,000 of them to purchase the same thing in a hundred. That's hyperinflation. And when you go into Dave and Buster's fucking award store where they have you know the decent stuff, the decent stuff comes out to be I want to try to think five thousand tickets no maybe more. I mean, there's 100,000 points for a, a Roomba. Uh, let me see. Your chance of hitting 1,000 points in one is 1 in 150. If you hit 100 in a row, you pay between 70. I mean, you'd have to, if you maximized your point totals every time you went in, you barely would maybe break even than if you just went and bought the goddamn Roomba. You probably would, that's if you hit it each time. But obviously, if you did your shopping at the Dave & Buster's store, you are definitely on the losing end of that exchange. So, um, oh, here's another one. The first black sheriff in Florida was elected in Key West in 1888. Charles F. DuPont. Oh, that's That's very interesting. That was one of my points. And this is from previous. Okay. Uh, A previous, let me see, prior to the, a Taylor Swift stalker was arrested several weeks prior to breaking into Swift's apartment. It was, was Ocean Reef members utility smoking pot. Alvaro Cisneros, wonder if the idea came to him while he was smoking pot. Okay, Alvarado Cisneros um, was smoking pot and he was in a members utility closet. I guess that was... Huh. Oh, he. I guess the guy who was arrested up at Ocean Reef. Was a uh, uh, Taylor Swift stalker. And the, uh, let's see. Just another reason to fall, not fall in love with Taylor Swift. Okay. I had a coworker who kept a grievous injury logbook in her head, and she just, you know, as soon as someone did something to her. You know, it was done. It was set and cast. I'm going to get this person. You know, just think of that. Every time they have a grievous injury, that's uh, Rayman shit, where you keep a little book and you say, oh, then this date, so-and-so did that. What a horrible way to think about life. And, you know, speaking of horrible ways, um, what message are you sending someone when you give them a gift certificate for skydiving for their birthday, if they're someone you're in a close relation with. I think it has to do with depends on what you think a suitable gift is. Because giving someone a skydiving certificate is not that bad. Now, if you're deathly afraid of skydiving and you think every time you go up there, you're going to kill yourself. If you go skydiving, giving someone to someone you care about when you feel that way is in direct correlation how much you care whether that person falls to the death screaming, you know, skydiving. And skydiving is a horrible death if you think about it, right? You jump out, I don't know, 10,000 feet, is that 5,000 feet? When when do you jump out? But they fall for a while, and you reach reach terminal velocity, and terminal velocity doesn't mean that's the velocity that will kill you, which it will. Um, It's the maximum speed you'll reach before the air pressure pushing down on you will be pushing back on you actually gravity's pulling you down and the air pressure starts picking up so you reach your terminal velocity could be something like 175 miles per hour or 200 miles an hour and but if you if you're um, I guess it depends on how high you open up your parachute you know wherever so if you open up let's say you're jumping from 10,000 feet and you open your parachute after 2,000 feet. And then you're going down for... Um, if it doesn't open at 2,000 feet, you got 8,000 more feet to contemplate your reserve chute not working. And then you can think about all the other things. You start screaming for a while, you know. And I, I, I totally lifted this from a comedian, but you just start screaming, you know. Uh, and then after a while, you will just go, "Well, I'm dead." And then you're gonna th- you're gonna stop. You go, "Well, this isn't really doing anything." You know, how long do you scream for? I mean, some people can scream for the whole time, right? They'll just scream. You seen them go into uh, young girls or guys? Even guys, they scream. They just keep on screaming. And other people, they just give up and just start stop screaming. Then look at watch, and that's I have a feeling that's what it's like when your your parachute doesn't open. And that's got to be a horrible way of dying. So, um, or, or let's say, um, what's another one? Freezing. Freezing. That's, that's uh, a slow way too. If you're locked in, let's say a deep, see freezing. Uh, it's funny because, no, it's not funny freezing. Freezing is not funny. Um, you know, you, you, but supposedly it, it right before you freeze to death, you have feelings of euphoria and stuff like that. But, uh, you know, that's kind of interesting because people say, you know, I guess there's people that are brought back with severe frostbite and stuff like that, that they, uh, they talk about it. But uh, when I am a bartending, I notice that when you go into a walk-in, if you're by yourself, and luckily, I don't have a lot of bad people. I hope you're not bad. You shouldn't be. If you are, so you change your ways, reevaluate your ethics and mor- uh, morals. Um, when I was going into a walk-in fridge when I was by myself, I realized that on one of these refrigerators I was going into, that there was no release from the inside, and if someone decided to lock the door. That I would be stuck in there. Now, that was a walk-in fridge. So, I probably wouldn't die. But I'd probably get some kind of, after a couple of hours, of hypothermia. But I think, um, especially at the restaurant, someone would open the door uh, probably within a half hour. So, I probably wouldn't even got into hypothermia. Uh, but that'd be a great way to be robbed. What do you say a great way to get robbed? Just go in there, lock them in there, rob the place, and then go out. They do that. They do that a lot at restaurants. They put put people in a walk-in, then put a lock on it, and uh, that's kind of like uh, usually a mo of people that lot uh, rob restaurants. But they, you know, you don't see a lot of restaurant robberies anymore, uh, except for like on Pulp Fiction or something like that. And there, even on that one, it kind of fucked up because they had two hitmen there that could have fucking if they decided to shoot them up, they would have you know, John Travolta and Samuel L. Jackson would have killed Tim Roth and Amanda. I forgot her name, but her name's Amanda. I know that. Okay. And yes, I am reviewing uh, past shows. Everglades City. Everglades City. At one time, one of the most corrupt cities in the whole United States. The whole town was arrested back in, what was that? Uh, 1983. When I say the whole town, 28 people were arrested, but there was only like 426 people. So uh, more than half the fishing boats were seized. 200 200 law enforcement agents came in for arresting um, because they were involved in the drug trade. 1986, and they were in city government, the police and all that stuff that were involved. Um, So. You know the the thing about small towns is when you have a corrupting influence, they just have a bigger impact, and you don't have that many people looking over your shoulders. You got the whole town, perhaps, maybe, but how hard they're going to look at? It? If you had a big bureaucracy, and somewhat benign bureaucracy this is a good thing about bureaucracy people talk about small government big government my belief in big government is when you have like a good inspector general uh someone who's uh non-partisan and they just say this is how it's supposed to operate this is the kind of ethics you're supposed to have the morals you're not supposed to take money from vendors you're you're not supposed to sleep with your um coworkers. Uh, no taking extra money out of the uh, treasury. Things like that. So. Um, oh, what's this? I had. Okay. That's Everglades City. The cost of higher education. Yes. Remember, we did talk about this. Uh, the Just online schools. Phoenix. University of Phoenix. What a fucking ripoff. They, these online universities. A lot of uh, uh Companies will not accept a degree from online schools as of uh, March 2020. Now, because a lot of schools now are online, I'd have to think that whole thing out. But then again, think about all these schools making bank right now, not having to have kids in class. Having that pain, their teachers, don't have the facilities management, is virtually nil now. You just come in and clean, make sure the roof does not leak. They, if it's getting cold, they make sure pipes don't freeze and things like that. So a lot of these universities are already online. Some are in person. But they were used to charge so much. And you think, what the hell? They're just uh, it, these for-profit institutions. Because some of these colleges used to be non-profit. But a lot of these online schools, they're for profit now and they charge astronomical sums and they go for people. And they're very creative on how they think of financial aid, you know, loans and things like that. Since student loans have kind of been less federally guaranteed and more private, there have been an explosion in student loans with a drop in uh, in the commensurate education level that's what i believe uh oh we have a caitlin caitlin oh uh, this is a lovely girl she asked if we had a good ask if we had a good happy hour around this is caitlin and uh we look at each other and said to find good huh. okay one of the local carries rides a bike every day feeds a cat oh yeah this guy he's feeding the cats and. Uh, oh, this is my this is Abby's calling me. What's going on? Okay. Hello. Okay, baby. Okay, I'll call. I'll call. Well, I'm recording right now, so you're on the air. I'll call you back. Okay. I mean, I'll call you by Blue Bamboo if you need anything. Call me on the uh, company phone. Okay, I love you. Bye. Okay, well, you see what I got. Her her phone wasn't charging. I think her, uh, oh, maybe, is this what happened? Is this power out here? Let's see. Let's plug this in. Maybe. This outlet is dead. Look at me. Let's see what happens. No, the outlet's alive there. Let's see. I think some of these outlets are dead. Let's see what this is. Let's see. This side. Is this on? Okay. Ah! One of our outlets was dead. Isn't that sweet? let's just change this thing um here and okay we just solved a little problem right there and uh, alleviated an issue one of the chargers was out so uh let's see Barris, one of our local rides a bike everyone this guy passed away yeah he ended up Ended up disappearing and... Oh, shit. We got a meeting next week, right? Okay. Um, So, Katie tells me to look at his... Oh, poor guy. He's had his ass hanging out. Um, The guy used to feed uh, local stray cats and things like that. It's been a year, I think i pretty sure, I don't know if they ever identified his body, but he was sent up to the mainland, and I think eventually he was released, and he went out, and he died out on the streets. Uh, Nice guy. Nice guy. Uh, There's, uh, at the beginning of this past pandemic in, in March, when everything shut down, and they had the only place you really interact with people because all the restaurants were closed and stuff were gas stations, parks, and supermarkets. And you would, uh, at our local supermarket here in Key Largo, we have chickens in the parking lot. Uh, And after a couple weeks, uh, if you recall, there uh, there was virtually... You'd see all the meat was gone, all the dairy was gone, all the paper goods were gone, things like that. And then you started seeing the chickens disappear. The regular chickens. You see roosters, but you see the chickens. There were actually people and there's people uh I guess they knew what they were doing. They were they were just grabbing the chickens. Now it's we said it's March, so now it's November. Uh what are we looking at? In uh that's eight months and there is a burgeoning chicken population again. I don't know how that happened. If, I guess there was at least one chicken left, one hen that gave birth to another couple chicks and stuff like that because there are regular hens walking around now. Until there's another shortage and then we'll be out again. But you know about our if you listen to shows like our it's not unusual to see chickens Um, four or five foot iguanas now there's burmese pythons there's the poisonous bofu toad which they call also called the cane toad that secretes a neurotoxin from its back i know it sounds crazy but it's true it'll it will kill you if you pick it up and lick it which you shouldn't pick up and lick a toad or but you can get very sick by picking up and then having the poison seep into your skin or or it it's not it's not as bad as um, some of the really bad poisons. But it'll kill your it'll kill your dog and it has killed dogs. So we'll uh move on from that and then we have our raccoons, uh possums. What else? Oh big fucking keys rats. The wood rats. The wood rats are more akin to a rabbit i guess or so because you, if you look at their ears the way they pop up their bigger ears but and they're very clean the rats when i say clean they keep their dens very clean they're not they're not filthy animals right i know it sounds crazy you call a rat a very neat rat but that that's what they are so uh Oh, this one uh comments say like, back two pages being punched in the Ford Box. Who's that? Uh, hmm, I don't know. Get in drinking shape for Poland drinking with, like water. okay. Bell of the balls, my child is exceptional movement. Oh, that was an extra my the bell of the balls. That was uh everyone's thinking their child is incredible. Or C SPAN. I know. I know we're still resolving. We're not talking about it. But if you ever get a chance, if you want to ever feel smart, you know, listen to C-SPAN for about 45 minutes and you'll be at least see four or five people that should be much less informed than you are. That is interesting. And it's really interesting to see the reaction of the person taking a phone call because they have to listen to the same stupid shit or different stupid shit each time. You go, oh, there you go. Just nod and look. I mean, I do that at the bar when someone comes out. You know, yeah, uh, the earth is flat. And I'm just shaking my head. Oh, really? Blah, 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 blah. And stuff like that. Whenever they say something about COVID and stuff like that. The other day, someone was talking about, oh, well, you know, it's all bullshit. and Stuff like that. I'm tired of masks. What do you think of the mask? And stuff like that. I said, I don't know. You know, Europe seems to be closing down. Did we convince Europe to do it on our own? You know, and stuff like that. I just leave them. And they. Because you're talking to them, they just don't want to be talked down to. If you don't want to be talked down to, don't say stupid shit. Okay? You fucking morons. Uh, dire warning about jumbo straws. What about jumbo straws? No, you can poke your eye out with one. used to have these two-foot-long straws we use for uh, this drink called the Volcano. Volcano's a rum punch. It's a Goomba smash, which was Captain Morgan I think regular rum, blackberry rum, apricot, no, blackberry brandy, apricot brandy, grenadine, and orange juice. And then you put a float of 151. It would be shaped like a big bowl with a little reservoir in the center where you put the 151, you light it. So it looks like a big open volcano. And then you get two, maybe four, it should be. A minimum of four, but the thing about that thing nowadays, this is post-COVID anymore. Now, imagine sharing a drink with four people with a two-foot-long straw, and the straw is the issue. Because if you were there's backwash that occurs all the time in any drink when you're drinking a soda, a can, or anything, if you get all the liquid in your mouth and there's some that goes back, it touches your lip and goes back. Now, with a straw. You're sucking up the liquid, and any when you stop sucking, any liquid that you sucked into that goes back into the drink. And I'm sorry for grossing you out or that thing, but that's what I saw with the jumbo straws. And then you see people fucking drinking these big fucking uh, volcanoes, and poke, and they're, they're getting drunk, and they start leaning in, and they poke themselves in the eye. That's the best thing. That's the best thing in the world. And they just let the fucking 151 burn in the center until all the alcohol is burned out. And then they dump it in the the rest of the goomba smash. And you know what happens then. You just burn out all the alcohol. You got some of the taste of the stuff. So it's not, if you burn out all the alcohol, it doesn't mean everything disappears and stuff. There's still liquid in there and the liquids remain. So that's, that's it. So yeah, the straw thing—the real most dangerous thing about straws—about sea turtles and uh, and ocean life—they don't li- they don't like that stuff. Um, oh, fucking blind dates! How many blind dates you got? Tinder dates and things like that, right now? How is that going to happen now? Are you going to have to show? I guess you're going to have to show your latest um, COVID test until it's over, and then. Uh you know, that's that's I guess with those things, especially with Tinder, people's expectations have changed. You have people saying that's well my expectation is saying if I like the person I'm gonna let you know and then we're gonna have sex. Right? Or some of these people say I'm not gonna I I just you don't you don't see these blind dates as much anymore. But then again, a lot of people aren't getting out right now. Oh, what was this uh, research? Monkeys like Metallica music for animals. Yeah, that'd be uh, my dog. My dog likes uh, smooth jazz, uh, but doesn't like uh, who's the guy with the saxophone? I think we know the guy with the saxophone. I don't want to say it's long hair. Kenny G. Kenny G. Not a big fan of Kenny G. Uh, oh, I was, con- I was at one time I was considering changing the name of the show to old keys bartender and uh i was hoping that wasn't skewing i know how old i am i was hoping it's not skewing my uh audience a lot later okay now here we go what do we got emotional support dogs oh yeah holy shit the uh well i spoke that that's a recent one um Yeah, you got the big-ass dog and stuff like that. Don't sit. If you have an emotional support dog, don't put your dog right in front of the fucking bathroom so people have to step over your dog. They don't realize your dog is not going to bite them. Right? They don't fucking know. Let's see here. Evidence for my mental competence trial. Crazy ramblings. Interview with the keys bartender's father. James. Maybe we can do, oh, my dad. My dad, oh, man. He gave me words of advice. He's the one that told me about doing this stuff, making sure that anything I do to take off, uh, um, you know, take off for, take your mind off. it. You know, keep, think of local, think of things for your family. Just very important right now. Uh, what was it stigmato or sloppy vampire guy? Oh, the guy with the, the bloody guy came in and stuff like that. He says, oh, don't worry, it's not my blood gives us Worst signature ever writing during having a stroke while being stabbed. Oh. The doctor writing during having a stroke while being stabbed. The murderer is, ah, burnt toast. Okay. I don't know what that means, but uh I'm just going over my old notes. Fat guy and urinal. Oh, this is good. Oh, yeah. How many um well, that's, I guess that is something that could happen. Uh, I, w- I guess when I was on a trip, I j- was just noticing uh, some weird stuff and uh, what I wanted to talk about. Um, what was it? I was talking to a young lady just got out of rehab. said she was nervous about returning to her home after six weeks. I wished her well. Oh, that was sweet. She was a, a nice-looking girl myself a bit uh need to research on the shrinking size of airplane toilets. Oh yeah, god damn it! You know, I'm I'm not nearly the biggest person I know. I'm, I'm all, just under six four, and I you know I was hovering around two thirty to two forty, and sometimes going over since the pandemic two forty. I'm back below two thirty five now, but. I found that whenever you close those those folding doors that once it's barely, you get in there and then close the door. I'm just trying to visualize. I'm pushing. I'm scrunching myself out and pushing in the door. So I'm not one to fat shame, but there was this guy when I got off the plane. This was years ago. Years ago. This was last year, I think. The guy gets off, and there was a guy in first class. I remember him because we were both... I I was right a couple rows behind the guy from first class. And we both got out of the plane quick. I helped some people off and stuff like that. And I guess I moved quick. And we got to the nearest bathroom. And there's the guy walking in from first class. And there I am. And I go to the urinal. And there's a guy that just has his pants all the way around his ankles. Nothing under He took everything down. Just sitting there, standing in front of the urinal. And uh, I I do not have a bashful bladder. So I peed quickly and I got out of there. But I just noticed that guy when he came in, he just uh, the guy who was a first class guy walked in and he was like, Oh Jesus Christ. There's you you can sit in first class, you could drive in a Lincoln Town car, you could get an Uber X, you could go to the finest restaurants, go to the opera, have exclusive uh, country clubs and do that. But the airport restrooms tells you you're still in it with all of us when you see some fat guy with his pants around his ankle just standing at a urinal and you mm-hmm. just think there's no amount of money that gets you away from seeing stuff like that. Obviously, there's some guys that don't when they got their private plane and stuff like that and go in there. But you know what? Eventually, they're going to see it. They're going to have to use it. Even Howard Hughes had to use public bathrooms every so often uh okay uh you know rental car chicken peeps oh we got let's see we got a florida phone call i'm gonna take the phone call see how important it is now um, now tell, tell them to call back hello this is jim this is an insurance agency, ILH insurance. Press to oh that is not my insurance agency um that was interesting um oh keys bartender rescue john taffer so whenever john taffer shows up realize that you're the condition of the place you're working in if it's the first time he shows up and this is a guy from bar rescue it's going to be a it's going to look like shit because he never shows up you know, the, whoever was on a shift before you, they're going to tell them don't clean it. I mean, they may throw some cockroaches in there or something like that, make it disgusting as possible. Um, at least, uh, so so the the bathrooms and the kitchens will be disgusting. The bar will be disgusting. Uh, the the employers or employees will be drunk, or all of them be drunk to some. Um, and there'll be someone there not knowing not knowing how to make a drink. And not taking care of customers. And there won't be that many people there. Because obviously, if there's a lot of people there, why the fuck does it need to be rescued? Right? Unless a lot of people aren't being charged. I mean, it could be just for a party or something like that. But, and then you got to get yelled at by John Taffer. And then you're, you're going to, chances are you're going to be yelled at by John Taffer for whatever. You know, with his fucking... Um, Annoying voice and I know what a great gimmick I'm not shy I don't think I I've I've been a dick before I've said stuff before and tell people may have said something similar to what John Taver said but I definitely would not want to be known for being that guy you know to be formulaic to saying, well I'm going to do this a show talk about how shitty your place is then I'm going to yell at you and say how poor a skill how poor an owner you are whether you're not taking care of your employees or you're giving them too much leeway all this shit. It's going to be negative, negative, negative. And then we're going to do something positive. And if you go along with it, we'll be, oh, yeah. And there'll be a dry run we'll do. And you're going to fail. Always fucking fail the first dry one. The second one, you're going to do it. Where they bring in a, a, a what do you call it? A test. Where they bring in, they open up the place to give people free drinks and stuff like that and then they shut it down because you can't fucking shut it down if it was regular paying customers. You're going to say shut it down everyone get out of here. You know You know your drinks are free you just go you know if your drinks are free you can shut it down drinks food are free so you don't have to complain. And why the fuck are you complaining about your drinks being bad when it's free? If you go to a place and something's free just like going to Golden Corral if it's unlimited free I'm not talking about all you can eat because you got to pay for that stuff or all you can drink. A lot of times you have to pay. But when you don't, you're not charged and you go into a place and have unlimited food and drink. And then you complain about the quality of it. You are an asshole. If it's free, you should. If it's a friend's party, I understand that. But I'm talking about if you walk into a place and it's free and you're surprised at the quality of it. What are you, An asshole? I mean, I had a person complain the other day that they don't want to pay. They don't want to pay more than a dollar for coleslaw, so they we gave them a small container of it. What the fuck? Um, oh, silent killers. Someone said uh, Teslas are silent killers because they can sneak up on you. Yeah, yeah. Well, anybody can sneak up on you. A fucking ninja can sneak up for you. Uh, a bear, a bear can sneak up on you. That'd be something. Or a fucking hawk. You know, a couple of weeks ago. I'm watching. It was just a beautiful. I see a beautiful hawk up in the air. You see, because the wings are so forward and stuff like that. And it's just cruising. And there's a pigeon sitting on a. I'm not looking at the pigeon, but I'm just noticing the hawk circling. And all of a sudden, you see the hawk kind of turn and the nose dives. And it goes into its death uh, downward, you know. Proves it like a like a buzz bomber coming in, and it's ready to get that pigeon, but the pigeon's too quick and gets moved. It's fucking amazing nature, I'm telling you. Okay, let's go to what is the phone book? Anachronistic milkman, potato chip. Oh, milkman. I ever explained uh, when I still do jokes. and require a milkman, and there used to be a guy that used to drive around, or a company drive around, that used to deliver potato chips. Yeah. They give you cans and you exchange the cans of potato chips. Imagine that. You get potato chips delivered to your house. I guess because they really didn't figure out a way to really uh, uh, package them and ship them and stuff like that. And the best way to do it was just to put them in cans and give them to people. But we used to to get these. uh, Yeah, they had pictures of potato chips on the outside and stuff like that. But the joke was, um, for the milkman joke, uh, this guy comes to the door and he's coming this, all this time to this house, and it's always like a uh, half, a quarter of this, a quarter of that, buttermilk, uh, regular milk, and things like that. And all of a sudden he goes one day and he sees um, 30 gallons of milk. And he goes, holy shit, that's a lot. I making you know, making a big fucking cake or something like that. But he knocks on the door and says, i got a mistake. Maybe he made three gallons. So he goes up and this attractive woman comes in. And she goes, um, oh, yeah, that's right. 30 gallons of milk is correct. And uh, what I do is, uh, you know, I've been concerned about the quality of my skin. I want to make sure I stay, you know, my skin's attractive. So what I do is um, what I'm starting to do is I'm taking a bath in my milk. And that's supposed to help my skin. And the driver says, Do you want it? Uh, how do you want the milk? Uh, do you want the milk pasteurized? And the uh, woman says, No, just up to my tits. Pasteurized. Just up to my tits. And that was the hell set up for it. Whole fucking setup up for that stupid fucking joke. I am so sorry. But we're still off topic. We're still off the topic where you worry about. Let me see. Liver transplant guy? Oh. Son pulls over for lack of registration, no license. Wife's 30 years old, she locked out. Wow, looked about. Let me see. Liver transplant guy, three weeks ago, gets his son a car to help him get around. Gets The son gets pulled over for, for lack of registration, no license. His wife, for 30 years, is cheating on him. And he looked about 65 years old. Holy shit. Oh my God. What a horrible story. I I hope I didn't talk about that. Um, And uh, let me see. Guy breaks because he lost his keys. Punched out rear driver's side window when he can't find keys. They were beneath a bench he sat on. Oh. Well, that's fucked up. I just, you know what? I don't know if I was, I think I was drinking when I was doing these shows. Janine Jennifer, originally from Antigua. Recently, we have heard stories of airline employees, behaving badly a 15 year old girl taken off the flight due to overbooking man taken off flight for suggesting he can get a f- free drink because of a delay etc etc et airline staffs have it difficult oh okay yeah the airline staffs do have it difficult oh my god this was prior to i was talking about how difficult flight attendants had uh you know, first of all, people are stressed to go into the air. It's an unnatural thing. You're in an aluminum tube flying 30,000 feet in the air at 500 miles per hour, 550 miles an hour. And um, there's turbulence and all sorts of shit. People don't want to be up there. All they want to do is get to their place. And some people want to be in exercise. They want you to get a drink. So they want to get food. They want to go to the bathroom. They just want to be quiet. And. Flight attendants have to deal with that all the time. The pilots are up front. And every so often, someone gets really out of control. They got to send a co-pilot back. That fucking sucks. That's a sh- that's a shitty job. And it's every day, every day, every day, every flight. I mean, I'm imagining that because I don't fly light as much as a flight attendant. And there's always someone difficulty, uh, difficult on a flight that I am on. So that must mean that happens a fucking lot. So, you know what would be nice? Let's, you know, that hasn't changed since COVID. That's even worse. So, what I'm going to do before, I'm going to be signing off right now. I'm going to probably do This will be the last uh, episode for today. Is to ask you, if you are flying, be particularly nice to the flight attendant. Ask them how their day was. If you do need something, ask please. Say thank you when you receive it. If they don't have it, don't cast it anymore. Sometimes they're not doing the food. They're not doing the food service anymore. So you don't have, you don't get that or the drink service. So you're going to have to do that on your own. Well, I'm not saying do that on your own. Get it before you get on the plane. Right? And be nice. Be nice to each other. Be considerate of the person behind you and in front of you. Uh, you know, if you're going to move your seat back, Consider you be the person to do it. Show the example. There'll be people that you can't, they will not pay attention. They don't care. It's always about them. And when something happens, it's personal to them. It's personal. Well, it's not always personal. It's just things that happen. They're not serving food on the flight. They're not serving food to you. They're not serving to anybody. And when they don't, when they run out of your favorite decaf or anything like that, it's not you; they run out of decaf for everyone else too. So be a little more considerate for these people in high-stress jobs, especially flight attendants. I just picked that one first. It, it was—I um, used to think that uh, I want to talk next time about the poor people that work in the uh, retail food service, supermarkets and convenience stores. But for now. I'd like to thank everyone for listening. And if you do listen, I share with a friend. Obviously, if you do listen, you listen to me now, right? If you're not, you're not fucking watching me. Um, share it with a friend. Send us, uh, send me, drop me a message on jim at com. I'll respond to it. If you have any questions, if you'd like me to talk about something other than what I've been talking about, I'll consider it. Because I'm a considerate person, and until then, take care. Keep your mind off things. Be happy, uh, and remember, Thanksgiving is coming around the corner. So this is Jim the Keys bartender signing off. I'll take talk to you later. I'll take to you later. I'll talk to you later. Here's the music. Boom.